0: With me in the results channel of Strictly Business today is Graham Kerner from Kerner Perspective. And I'll explain now that these are not results but they're trading updates, but they're as good as results. And the results I'm talking about or the trading updates I'm talking about are from the retail sector of the JSC Securities Exchange. Graham, We cannot overestimate the importance of the spending season, November, December, a little bit of January as well. And the results are coming out now. The initial results are coming out now. Woolies and Mr Price first this morning, not good at all.
1: No, no. I think maybe let's start with with Woolies because I think in many ways self-inflicted injuries there. Although if if you look, of course, the big bet is on whether... David Jones is going to, you know, turn miraculously back into being a, a great profit contributor. But, And their sales, I think, were up 1%. So, at least that that's sort of pointing in the right direction, I think, as we spoke a couple of months ago. Also, they are attacking the cost base by eliminating… Duplicate costs and things. And I remember the last results presentation, Ian Moyer was talking about, I think it was about $24 million worth of savings. So let's assume that they, they're nurturing that one back to health. But when you look overall, it was, it was pretty grim. In South Africa, beauty and home sales declined by 2%. Hmm. Comparable stores were down about 25 and they sort of once again blaming, you know, smaller winter clearance sales and stuff like that. But it's it's not great. I mean, let's, let's remember we've got 5% inflation. So you've got almost 7.5% behind inflation. And then food sales, once again, doing quite well, 6.3. But again, comparable stores up 4.2 below inflation. And the bottom line is it doesn't look great. The, I think the market also taking it in that, in that vein, if you look at the share price, Bit of late in our session down almost 10 percent believe it or not under 50 rand 49 rand 50 odd. goodness me so i think the, the market is i suppose in a way losing patience i think there were a lot of people that thought okay well you know they were talking about fixing clothing in south africa after a, a disappointing period And i think that's another reason why that maybe the market is disappointed because you know we need to cast our minds back Woolies clothing hasn't been doing particularly well although they're branded in fashion beauty and home. it hasn't been doing particularly well so the base effects are also low so I think the market is disappointed that that they haven't turned it around faster so I don't know if that deals with woolies but you know for a long time it was seen as sort of defensive operating in the high LSM eight and nines and, and immune and now suddenly there's grit in the gearbox and I think as I said, the south african business needs work but it all hinges on on david jones so you know that one uh, i think the online world in in australia is the real competitor for for david jones and i mean interestingly enough their online sales went up over 40 percent. and it was 46 percent, and now represents almost eight percent of total sales so that i think was encouraging but you know the barriers to entry in online i think are, are lower than in traditional stores so you know it's cheap for people who like to bottom fish but you're taking a bet on a an, on operational turnaround both in david jones and in sa and you know this trading update doesn't over too well
0: let me ask you this is is this a woolworth specific story. Has Ian Moore lost his luster or is it a South African story or a combination of all the three things I've just mentioned? Because I I just wonder, it's been quite a while now that we've been speaking about Woolies and every time I go in there I get confused. Too many brands. Every Mm. time I go in there I say, wait a second, 500 rand for a pair of shorts? No, I'm not going to pay that. It's, it's, Mm, it's, it's, It's worried me for quite a while as a consumer. Yeah. So in answer to your question,
1: maybe if we can go on to Fushini. They came out sort of quite late in our day Yes, to sort of highlight the difference. Now, remember, of course, Fushini themselves have diversified into into other markets. So you've got currency issues as well. But, but just if you look at it on a high level, TFG is talking about turnover having increased by 8.3%. That's a completely different story. And I think, to be honest, we haven't been in retail. More recently, we nibbled at a few shop rights. Fushini is the one we like because, A, the multiple makes more sense, and, B, just what we're talking about here, that you've got a good, well-placed business. The international acquisitions seem to be working, you know, not like a a, a braid or a, a Woolworths where they seem to put their head into the crocodile's jaws. So I think in answer to your question, Woolworths in many ways I think is a is a woolly specific story, courtesy of the of the size and of the David Jones transaction and the pain that they've had to take in terms of the, the write downs. Um, but even if you look at woolly South Africa, very, very uninspiring. Whereas if you look at Foshini Group, for example, again pointing to the fact that two businesses can be largely in the same markets and yet are able to deliver very different results because you know TFG Africa, for example, has come off a higher base arguably than, than Woolies. And you know, you still, if you look at December alone, sales were up seven point two percent, same store sales, a very similar number. And I think across the board there, you had, you know, homeware and furniture up a similar sort of margin, maybe just cosmetics hurting a little bit. So in answer to your question, I think the the disappointing Woolies update is more of a company-specific thing. Mm. If you look earlier today after those two updates – the whole retail sector in South Africa got smashed. And, you know, still, you've, for example, now got Truers down 3.5%, and yet Fushini, who was down quite heavily earlier, are now almost 3% up at 2 I'm uh, sorry, at 175 so Lindsay, that's telling me that the market is saying, hang on a second, we're paying a fifteen odd multiple, dividend yield is well over four percent. They're executing, they are delivering eight point three percent turnover growth in a in a three percent retail sales growth environment. The strategy is working. So I think it's kudos to the management for having to being able to deliver this kind of result in what's really, let's be honest, is a very difficult consumer environment.
0: Yes, indeed. Companies like Clicks and Fashini standing out, whereas others aren't. And one of the others that isn't standing out is Mr. Price. Trading update today. Tell us more.
1: Yeah, so I think, um, you know, this one is almost, you know, it's almost schizophrenic because one year it, it's riding the wave and then they come up with a trading update, you know, that disappoints and gets pummeled from 250 down to 150. And then 18 months later, they look as though they got their mojo back and then they, they come up with a kind of update that they did today where where the market was disappointed. So I think, you know, if you look at the nine-month period to 29 December, the retail sales and other income was up almost 6%. So not too far Behind Tushini Group, and obviously a way better than Woolworths, but I think by all metrics it was it was not a great result. Because if you just look, for example, at the underlying segments, Mr. Price Apparel total sales were were virtually flat. Units were down. There was just a little bit of inflation. So you know, comparable store sales down 2.7%. So unfortunately, the real numbers are are not as cheerful. Mr. Price Sport um, I think was the standout. Total sales up almost 13% with uh, 4.5% inflation and uh, unit sales up almost 9%. But overall, you're looking at units down, you know, 3.3%. It's really not a a very happy picture. And the same thing is true for Sheet Street. So when you look across the group, I think you've got comparable store sales, you know, slightly negative. And coming back to what I was saying earlier about Woolies, if you will, you know, comparable sales are down almost 1%. You've got inflation at 6. You know, you really are farming backwards. And, uh, you know, we understand that, that they're not enjoying the inflation at the toll that, that maybe the the CPI is running at. But that's the reality. And I think the big problem for, for Mr. Price, and I think there are a lot of people probably suffering from motion sickness if they're in this one, because you know I think, as I said, a lot of people felt, well, they'd got their mojo back and they were trading at over 250 Rand. And that shares down almost 6, 16% today, trading at about 218 just before the close. Mm. It, it tells you, the market is very, very disappointed with this results, And and it sort of begs the question about, you know, what is the real trend? Is it, you know, is it this very anemic sort of early single digits growth? Or is this once again just being more exposed to the discount end of the market? And because of that, obviously not having any sort of pricing power and that core target market being very, very cash-strapped courtesy of high fuel costs, transport costs, and, of course, the VAT hike. So I mm-hmm. think out of all of the results, clearly, by a country mile, Fushini Group stands out as the pick of the bunch. I think Mr. Price is looking tight, but what I wanted to say was when you're on a 25 multiple, you, you bloody well better deliver earnings growth and sales growth because otherwise gravity will take over, and I think that's exactly what you're seeing today. So I think it's going to be a tough tough old time for the price particularly and I think Googlers have got a lot of hard work to do just to get back to their, their core knitting of you know good value predictability in, in, in product offering maybe less sort of if I may say sort of sexy fashions and maybe the more predictable because I think the likes of the Zaras and the Cottonons and those guys I think are making that sort of more let's say, fashion-conscious market, they, well, they've just got a lot more choices. So I think the point is that Woolworths, of course, has got a very big food component. But apart from that, they're pretty much all, uh, you know, mainly clothing and, to a degree, homewares businesses and, you know, very, very different results. And even, as I said, on the international strategy, clearly Fushini executed well. They chose their transactions well and they seem to be executing well as well. You know, just if you, if you take one figure, we all know how difficult it's been for, you know, Brait, for example, with their their retail operation in the UK. If you look at TFG London, turnover for the month of December alone grew by almost 5% in pounds. So, I think it's down not just to good old-fashioned retailing, but also when you're going to make these international acquisitions, you really need to know what you're doing. If you uh, are going to leave management in place, I think you need to make sure that they are aligned to your group. And if you're going to change management, you, you better make sure, I think, that they also understand those markets. So, yeah, very different results from, from fundamentally quite similar operational environment businesses.
0: Quite right. If you're an investor in the retail sector of the JSC, aspirant or existing, it's going to be a stock picker's market this year more than ever, I think. Graham Kerner, thank you very much for your time this evening. They were the results from three different retailers. And Graham Koerner is from Kerner perspective in Johannesburg.